Hi Posse, it's Kim. I'm bringing you a chat with graphic artist Chris Rowland. If you'd like to support Art Supply Posse, head to patreon.com forward slash art supply posse and become a member. We need your support to help keep this podcast running. And now here's our chat. Today I'm quite excited to introduce you to a very special guest. His name is Chris Rowland. Hi, Chris. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, this evening for you, actually. It's morning for me and it's evening for you, as is often the case. Um, So I'd like to start with asking you, who is Chris Rowland? Who am I? Um, So I am a freelance graphic artist. Um, It's what I do. It's what I enjoy doing the most. Um, Also, a relatively new father. Um, Oh, God, introverted extrovert. London transport obsessive uh, guy who drinks way too much coffee. (laughs) No such thing as way too much coffee. (laughs) I beg to differ. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I haven't been caffeinated yet this morning, so this could be interesting. (laughs) I'm just going to put that out there now as a warning. (laughs) It's 9.30am where you are, isn't it? No. Yes, it is, but I had to walk the dogs and then I quickly ate breakfast and, yes, yeah, so no, that just hasn't happened. <laughs> oh, man, they make thermos for a reason, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's all right, I have a coffee machine. Like, I, I just need to hook myself up to it, I think, would be the way to go. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so tell us, Chris, how did you come to be an illustrator? Oh, gosh. I mean, this, <laughs> do you want, I'm guessing, given this is a... Discussion podcast. You kind yeah. of want the long story rather than the short story. Um, the longer story, the longer story is that I, I guess I've I've always drawn from the very like. There's a really old, um, really old video footage of me as a three year old child in 1988, and I'm sat on the sofa with a magna doodle. I don't know if you had those in Australia, but they're like little drawing things you like shake them and they disappear but not like etch sketch you have a lot more control over it so I guess it's like an early stylus or something like that I'm just there drawing and drawing and drawing feverishly and I, and it's, it's just kind of gone on from there I went through reams of paper as a child just drawing anything and everything I was mostly obsessed with like cars and weirdly town planning I don't know why I, it, I, I kept drawing like isometric views of like towns and complete with roads and all the little networks and schools and shops and stuff like that. But also I read, I devoured comics, but not like superhero comics. We had these um, <laughs> weeklies called the Dandy and the Beano. Um, again, not don't know if you have them in Australia, but they're basically just, just well-meaning, light-hearted cartoon, cartoon comics for children yeah. that weren't like superhero-y at all. They were just... Almost like, um, strangely, idiosyncratic mm-hmm. slice of life British comics. And they were extremely popular, and I loved them, and I just copied them and um, got told off a lot by the teachers for copying them, like, especially art teachers. For some reason, they didn't see cartoons as an art form, so they're always like, no, no, you must, you must study, I don't know, Turner, who was, who was great, but like yeah. it, it was like fine art or no art. Um, I still, still, I persisted and just kept going through all of it. I went I went through a phase where I nearly thought I might be able to be a fine artist, <laughs> but it turns out I was just being brainwashed by my school. 
And it wasn't until, and I, and, and through, throughout all of this, I, I like, I, I had to scratch the itch. I had to scratch the itch of drawing in a cartoony format. I still loved comics. There was so many things that I got inspiration from around me that I just needed to sort of get it out. So I was always drawing and, um, I got to pass, I got through school, I got through arts, um, you know, and, and I still never felt like I really belonged. Um, I've, my, a lot of my teachers were telling me, so, so I went into a, a pre-university college course. It was almost like a, it's called a foundation course. And it's basically, you go in uh, as a, as a arts A-level student and you come out pretty much ready for university if you straight up and fly right and, and you know, adhere to the rules and stuff. Uh, but the, um, the teachers there, like the fine art teacher there always said that I was too, Graphic-y for fine art, and the graphics teacher, the graphic design teacher, <laughs> was too arty for graphics, and that really puzzled me um, for, for months. And then one day there was a. Uh, this is so specific, by the way. <laughs> so I, 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 this all this is actually yeah. just coming back to me now yeah. as I'm saying it. So I'm just like, oh my god, I remember all this stuff. Um, uh, yeah, and there's a there's a book that was just left on the side of a desk one day and it caught my eye and I picked it up. It was called um, Pen and Mouse. And it was a, a collection of contemporary yeah. illustration. And it blew my mind. It, it, it changed everything. That was a, an absolute shift in my perception mm -hmm. of what I could be as an artist. And I scanned every single page. I'm not even joking. It wasn't. It wasn't my book. It was. It was somebody in the class's book, or one of the teachers. Books. But either either way, it wasn't mine. So I scanned every single page, and then I was just like cutting it out and sticking it all over my sketch the sketchbooks. And I was just excited. There's that. There's that. Um, there's that raw excitement of finding finally finding your place or feeling like you found your place. And I think that even though I knew that I wasn't. I wasn't there yet. Um, I still felt like I was at the bottom of a mountain that I really wanted to climb yeah. and I was really excited to do it. And yeah, that's what set me on yeah, the course that I have today, like I guess. It would, and a good find. It, at the end of the day, that, that then meant you didn't have to keep banging your head against a fine art thing and, and you know, when it was clearly not graphics as such that was your thing. Uh, so that that's a great thing to have found then and... Um, and launch everything. I, I don't know. I guess. I guess at least. At least not at the time. I think there's a um, a tendency. Certainly, when I was younger, I don't know if it's a general thing. When when you are when you are younger, is that um, I wanted to try. Yeah. I guess I was trying to pigeonhole myself, and I wanted to be a X. Yeah. Like I wanted to be this. Um, whereas now, like. I've since adopted, I've done painting and I've also worked with yeah. vector programs and things like that to create raw graphics. And I wouldn't have done that years and years ago, but then again, if I hadn't have gone, found that book and yeah. set myself down this path of wanting to be this, wanting to be an illustrator, whatever that was at the time, I don't know if I'd have reached the same point that I've reached today. I don't know if I'd have been, even been doing art, to be honest, but... I don't know. It's strange how it's strange how um, such such crazy sort of like decisions in your life just rest on one seemingly innocent 
Yeah. Oh, it is. And I, actually, you just it? made me think. I wonder if that tendency when you're younger to want to pigeonhole yourself, which I think a, a lot of people do, I wonder if that comes in a way from when you're really young Everyone is always like, what do you want to be when you get older? And, you know, you're a, you want to be a fireman or a policeman or, you know what I mean? Like you have all those things when you're really young, really, you know, toddler even, that you think are just so exciting and that's what you want to be. And I wonder if that's that start of that thing of thinking, well, I need to be this one particular type of person or, or you know, career or whatnot, especially for those of us that aren't, you know, doctors and lawyers and which is a obviously for obvious reasons quite a specialized thing for those that are a bit more artistically inclined say that probably I suppose wanting to pigeonhole yourself well then at least I can say I'm a a, a, you know whatever it is a graphic designer or a fine artist but then as you get older and you realize well sometimes it's not the thing you like to do but also you can do so many more things still within that creative space, so to speak. I wonder if that's why we we come out of that maybe. I don't know. Well, I, I feel I actually feel like um, the need to fill the boots of a, of a job, career, life choice mm. from a young age I feel I actually feel like that is disappearing more and more as we venture further into the 21st century. I feel like that's a very 20th century approach where you're younger and you're like, what do you want? You're very young when you make the the, the decisions where you're encouraged to make decisions that affect mm. your the rest of your adult life. Um, and you know, I, I I speak for many people that I know and certainly a lot of people in my class and things, you know, where, where they're like, you need to become this, you need to become that. These days, I really feel like there's so many opportunities out there. And I think with the advent of the internet and the internet is many things, but it's also a place for discussion and a place for discovery. And I think that young people these days having that outlet Obviously, you know, you can use it however you wish to use it, but you see all the time and increasingly so these incredible artists that are like 12, 13, 14 years old that 20 years ago would probably just been like sat in the library or sat in their room or something like that, just drawing to themselves um, for whatever reasons. But nowadays there's, there's so many people that are like, mm. oh, great, there's this platform through social media, through the ease of building websites, through you know, various online presences, I'm able to produce work and get instant feedback on it and improve and grow. And I think that's just a yeah. wonderful thing to have. Um, and it's it, it makes you, it, I don't know, you, you, you must see it all the time as well. There's like so many gifted young people that are, are no longer shackled by the constraints of yeah, what do you want right. to do when you're older they can all sort of like relaxation a bit all sort of like oh yeah. i'll take my time with this and decision. the other nice thing too is i think there's not so much of an expectation that that's what they'll be for the rest of their life like they might do it they might still be you know an outstanding artist but they might wake up one day and decide don't do this anymore for a living or even just not as a hobby, I want to do something else. And that's totally okay. Like there's no, 
you know, they they probably do feel a bit of fear and, and whatnot in, in that change. We all do, but I don't think they're tied to that in that same way perhaps. Yeah, and, 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 yeah. and less so as time goes on as well. Um, yeah, I think, that, I think that the amount of times you see stories of people just reinventing themselves, completely going down mm. different routes to what they were. They were like, they could be, they could be like coming out of university and then deciding, oh, that thing I studied wasn't for me. Or there could be people in their like 40s, 50s, 60s going, wait a minute, I am in control of my own destiny yeah, here. Yeah. I can do what the hell I want. And then put on the great work they're doing and just following their, following their, their career choice or their dream or whatever. And I think, yeah, you see so, a lot more of that. Thinking about your your art, your 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 illustrating, and even even um, when you were younger, as opposed to to now, what is it? Do, do you know what it is that appealed to you, or what still appeals to you? Like why why do you get up and do the thing that you do? I just I just think it's it's honestly just that yeah. I enjoy it so darn much. Um, I can't, as I said, I've always done it, but it's never been mm-hmm. it's never been a chore. And uh, it's something that I, I just get immense satisfaction and gratification from. Um, and I think that, you know, so long as you're really present with whatever you're doing, well, sorry, I, I find myself yeah. being very present with whatever I'm doing. And, and I, I, it's a nice, it's almost like um, these days, it's almost like a meditation in a way. And, I, I just, I still, I still can't get enough of it. When I was younger, it was, um, it was used in various ways. I mean, first of all, it was, um, I think it may be a way to impress my parents. And then it was a way to impress friends at school and things like that. And there was that certain sense of almost like when I was younger, I was very much more like a showboaty sort of person. And, but nowadays it's just, I, it's just a thing. I, I don't, I don't, rest on the fact that it's a talent that I have that I've grown throughout the years. And now it's just something I just really want to yeah. enjoy and take advantage of. Um, yeah. I think, I think that's, that's yeah. fundamentally, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So just how, like looking through your, at your website, looking through your work, this probably sounds a little weird from the perspective of you who actually creates what you do so you know the blood sweat and tears that goes into it as opposed to me the the person just looking it um, in one regards the work looks simple but it's then you realize how complex it is even if even if there is only a handful of colors for example or it's just simply a portrait of a person how is is that unique to the style of work that you do, or is that just? I, I don't know. It just it look. Yeah, it's. I, I was struck when I first looked at it. I went, oh yeah, that's just simple and beautiful. And then I realised that there was so much more to it once I started to look properly. If that makes any sense. Well, uh, that's well, thank you. It's 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 always nice to um, get another person's perspective on the work and I guess um yeah you, you forgive forgive me for any no, sort of like pauses okay. or stutters or problems. uh it's, just, it's, it's, it's funny how rare I get to uh, get the opportunity to discuss my work at <laughs> but um yeah I guess I guess it's a result of 
appreciating the less is more approach um, with my drawing style. I, I remember when I was even just about, you know, just five, six years ago, um, I was still sort of finding my feet a little bit. And I was always the kid that was like obsessed with detail. It was, it was down to a microscopic level. I was just like, I'm, I'm doing these really sort of, um, I used to do a lot of like these really, um, re- really intensely detailed like little line drawings, and it was like if it was a building, it's like every single brick would be drawn, and every bit of shading on that brick would also be drawn, and every little bit of fluff on a bit of moss on the wall would be drawn, and that was I soon found that the more I sort of stripped back, and the more I learned to strip things back effectively. Um, the more I was able to just enjoy the process rather than just getting caught up in caught up in the small the smaller, tinier macro mm-hmm. aspects of it. And that is something that I, I, I was doing naturally whilst not whilst not thinking about it too much at first. But then you as as you know, when you as you progress through young adulthood and into well, I guess regular adulthood, you find yourself being more conscious of these decisions and going, oh, I'm doing this because of this. And I was soon realizing that I was like, oh, I'm I'm stripping things back because I enjoy finding out what I can take away while still keeping the drawing effective. And I think that may, maybe there's an element of like needing to go through that process of learning what things look like heavily detailed in order to inform yeah. the less detailed work. Um, there's there's one one piece in particular that I, I did recently that I, it's not very often that I do a piece of work that I'm like really proud of, but it's a it was a poster for a um, a person who was attending an event called PodCon in Seattle, and it was a you'll see it on my website and on my Instagram as well. Uh, but it's it's uh, it's the, the the guy who is attending this event um, is on a flying machine over Seattle, and that was just I got my I got to scratch the itch of um, there being detail in it because the backdrop of Seattle is taken from many 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 points of reference and I want I just want to get everything yeah. right but then the focus wasn't on that you know, I was able to just like drop that back and that was that's a background that's a background thing and the main thing at the forefront was just the him as a sort of simplified character and everything was just simple clean bold lines and i just i guess i just found that i i guess i just find that more satisfying in a way like i i enjoy, I enjoy being able to do the cityscape at the background but then what i was really looking forward to was doing the the cartoony um exaggerated simpleness of the what was going on in the foreground and i guess i i there's nothing however however many times i tried to do it there's no getting away from the fact i just find simplicity more satisfying but i still enjoy yeah, a little bit of detail. As well. You've um, managed to scratch both itches in that instance. In that, in that, in that one, definitely. I, I love that. I've looked at that a number of times, and it's just fantastic. I just, the, just the way it's come together, and it just, yeah, it just looks really, really good. I, I really quite like that one. Was that? Well, I, th- I think that actually, uh, there's another thing um, which is I just, I, I, I enjoy yep. Easter eggs as well, and I. I, for, for me, detail now isn't making yep. things photorealistic. 
detail now is just like a little something that you add to those yeah. to reward those who look um, and to and, and to for people that are in the know are like oh, oh cool that's what you put in yeah that's what's you know it's it's so so where do you get inspired like obviously I'm assuming in the case of that particular example was that commissioned or did you just decide to do that and and work with work with, it's Mike isn't it I think that that one yeah yeah in the book. The guy's name is um, Mike Hurley. Um, he does like a whole series of podcasts yeah, through his yeah. company, Relay FM. And he's he's kind of he is unusual in the fact that he's <laughs> he's the dream client. Um, I love working for this guy. It's the the third time I work for him, and each time his brief is like I'm thinking about something maybe a bit like this. In this case, he was like it was the second poster that I'd done for him for this convention. He's like. I want to do it like a like a movie sequel, um, but do it sort of. I don't know. I want to have it sort of on a bigger scale, I guess. But like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, yep. uh, and then that was it. And then uh, each of the things I was sending him, he's like, "Great, oh, it's, it's, it's great." And then I would be like, "Oh, actually, we're not doing this instead." He's like, "Even better, great." <laughs> it was that, that, that it was so. I, I it, although it was a commission, it didn't feel like a commission in that you weren't going yes. through the same old sort of rigorous rounds of feedback and like this looks good but it yeah. could be more jazzy was, or like oh I, I, could, could, could you could you make it could you give it more pizzazz and you're like what does pizzazz mean um and yeah it, it was just really enjoyable on that on that sense like he knew what he wanted but he was also happy to sort of let me yeah take the yeah which there, is um that that sounds really good so so aside from the like those sort of ones where how do you keep being inspired like obviously you said you lo- you just love to draw you love what you do but does inspiration come anywhere in particular or is it just you don't need it and you you just get an idea and you just run with it <sighs> It's mostly, I get it's, it's mostly people mm-hmm. and places, um, specifically urban places. Uh, something that I guess I've always been drawn to, especially like so. So London. Uh, I, I, up until very very recently, I was living uh, living in London, um, and that was just wonderful for my brain because I would just like walk around. The trendier parts of like East London, where there's all a whole host of just fascinating people walking around, all walks of life, all shapes and sizes, all backgrounds, and they're just it was just one big amazing melting pot of just characters that are preformed, ready for you yeah. to look at yeah. if you wish to. Um, and it, it, all I all I would find myself doing is just planting myself in a coffee shop window somewhere. And with a coffee that just ended up being cold an hour and a half later because I just wasn't touching it. I was just drawing everything and everyone. But there's something about human beings in amongst a man-made environment yeah. um, of their own design that is I, – I, I've never really been able to put – to be honest, like to put a finger on it, but there's something about the rabbit warren of a city, the, the chaos – the organized chaos, the disorganized chaos, the hustle and bustle of like people coming and going and just populating this, this artificial space. Um, And especially somewhere like London, you have 
it's, it's almost like a, I don't know, it feels like a Wes Anderson movie or something sometimes where it's like there's, there's a, you look at one street and there's one building from almost like every era and they, they're all in various degrees of like dilapidation or they're all nice and new and they've all got interesting shop fronts and there are people coming out in and out of that shop front. That to me is the sort of thing yeah. that I would just sit and draw all day. It's fashion. Um, yeah, so so I, I could be walk, I could be walking down the street and inspiration could strike at any moment if I see a, a, a person with a cool outfit on or like somebody with like a really interesting face. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm going to draw you. Later. So are you you you're not you're just drawing them then and there. You're not like you're not taking photos as reference and then going back home later to work on it, or is it just simple? You see a person and even if they're gone, you can like city people can you know people aren't there waiting for you to draw them um so you just sort of you have that image in your mind and it stays there and you or are you that quick that you can get it done as a rough sketch how does that Uh, (laughs) i wish i could tell you that i was just like whipping out a sketchbook and drawing them like (laughs) in situ there and then but that a a few things would need to be happening which is one that i need to be way less shy and self-conscious in public um I see people that like uh, on their on their social media or on the websites or on their like Tumblr blogs, or whatever. They're, they're like, oh, there's a page of people that I sat in. And, like, I, I the reason I'm I'm sitting in a coffee shop window is that I see them fleetingly for like five seconds. They don't even know I'm there because they're too busy yes. looking at their phones or whatever. And then I, I'm able to just make a mental note of them and then draw that person. Um, but the only reason I've done that is because I I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to bring myself to just sit and draw a person that yeah. I'm like sitting near because I'm like oh my god what do they look at me <laughs> yeah, that is what if they probably won't care they'll probably just look away or they might even be interested like oh hey what was yeah. that what's that you doing but in my mind it's just like oh my god what did they find out so that whole thing the whole process of like making mental note of a person and going like, I'm going to draw that person later. I'm going to remember what that person looks like. Sometimes I'll do, uh, I'll like write down a brief description mm-hmm. of that person and it will yeah. jog my memory again. Um, and then I just, I either draw them after they've walked past um, or once I get home, if I don't have yeah. my sketchbook hand. Like, yeah, I guess it's a, I guess it's a thing that's been born out yeah. of necessity. Yeah, you've, you've picked it up as a, as a skill and you've nailed that and yeah, that's how it works for you. <laughs> Sounds good. So whilst we're talking about cities and and things, I know you did, um, you you created some, a large outdoor artwork with, with, was it your local council that you did that with or a local council? Can you share? Our local council. Yeah. Yeah. So what's that process like? Like that's a lot bigger than a poster size artwork. How, how is that process compared, you know, compared to what you normally do? Oh god, that was so much bigger. Um, that was that was. I remember turning up at that site and just going, "Okay, this is much bigger than it looked like in the photographs." <laughs> it was, um, I, I'm so used to um, to working in, in a contained space of like an maybe an A3 or an A2 sheet of paper. Um, I had done like sign writing and stuff before, but that that was so much different in that. I turned up and it was it wasn't one but three sections of board, you know, the sort of board they to wrap around a construction site, and it was about each section was about sort of between 
five and ten meters long and uh i was like oh boy so you know uh you know it's like you open up a sketchbook for the first time yes. and you have pages in your room you're like how what do i do to fill <laughs> this page up and i had that <laughs> for the first like hour or so that i was there talking with the the, the, the guy who got in touch with me uh, is a guy called mark um from a local company uh, in the area of Walthamstow called Wood Street Walls, and they basically work with uh, local councils and organisations to bring people, bring local artists in um, with paid gigs uh, to really sort of show off local talent. And that was, uh, and, and they've they've covered, they've daubed walls and the side of buildings and shops all over the all over that part of the city. And uh, yeah, so I was standing there with with Mark and. I remember being like, "Oh yeah, 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 oh yeah, this is great, yeah, it's, oh, great, it's a great bit of great bit of real estate here, it's a great space, yeah." And inside, I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like my heart was palpitating. I had dry mouth. Um, I was just going, "How on earth am I going to do this?" But it's, sometimes, I, I, I guess you just sort of take a step back and you count to ten, just take a few deep breaths, you know, everything's going to be fine. Um, and yeah, like it was, it was it. The initial shock of the size and the initial um, feeling of like, oh god, what mm. am I going to do? Was soon gave way to, oh okay, no, it's okay. It's just like a giant sheet yeah. of paper. You got yeah. this. So, what materials did you work with? Like, did you did you did you create directly on those boards, or how how did that work? Um, it, it was a combination. It was a combination of thumbnails, um, then sort of more detailed thumbnails with um, I, 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 I basically worked into them, worked into each, split them into, into the three mm-hmm. sections and uh, worked into them. Each section had a page on a sketchbook and it wasn't super scribbly, but it wasn't, you know, crazy detailed either. But the thing I wanted to focus on getting right first, which is going to be the, the key part of, that piece was the colours and how they went together because there was like a, a, a colour palette that needed to be sort of adhered to. So I was like sort of figuring out um, in Photoshop, scanning scanning the sketches in, figuring out Photoshop, um, which sort of layouts went better where. The, one of the key factors in my decision-making behind the sort of approach to take with the, um, with the visuals was the deadline. Um, I had three days um, in which to turn the whole thing around um yeah (laughs) that was that was that was that that sort of spent it's it's funny when you're thrown in at the deep end like that suddenly time spent faffing and going oh god what if oh wait we could do this oh i don't know i don't know suddenly you're like okay no i need i just need to get on with it i need to do this and i need to find the easiest quickest way to get the most (laughs) out of this and that solution was just to do massive great bold Shapes, geometric forms. Um, the p- part of the uh, theme to it was local heroes, and it celebrated a small selection. I'd love for it to have been more, but there are so many. Um, sorry, I'm sniffing occasionally. I apologise for that. Um, there were so many people from that area that were sort of well known uh, today. That it was, I just had to boil it down to just like five or six yeah. people. Um, but so there was the, the middle section was illustrated portraits of five or six well-known people, and then around it was just like bold shapes and bold type. Because I was like, if I was if I just get the get it right, get the shapes and the text 
right, I can get that done fairly mm-hmm. quickly and effectively yeah. and put my focus in on getting the portraits right. Mm-hmm. And by and large, it worked. I did have to get a couple of pairs of hands in to sort of help out. Um, I, the, I, I've got uh, the names uh, Gavin and Dan Hatch, I think. I can't remember, but there were two local artists that sort of came by and gave me a much needed hand at the end to sort of like yeah. fill in large swathes of colour and things that I could just sort of focus on the illustration part. Which, uh, yeah, I guess given the time frame, it's not surprising no, really. That's but... tricky. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. 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 Nothing. Nothing like a, like a tight deadline oh, yeah. to make you. Think yep. Differently. Make you just work. You just have to do it. And too bad for all the rest of the thoughts. You just gotta have to get get in there and do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like urgent prioritizing. You have to be really ruthless. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. And you can't spend too much time thinking about about fine details or maybe I should do this instead. It's just. Three days. That's what you got. You've got to just get it done because you said you'd be able to get it done. <laughs> yeah, strangely, strangely, though, um, what came out of it was an, a sudden appreciation for the form of simplistic shapes and bold yep. colours. Um, and I think that had this commission not come along, I don't. I, I still. I don't think I would have added come to that appreciation at that yep. point. Um, and it certainly sort of informed other work that came on soon after that as well. And it's yeah, it's it's, it's, it's funny how like out of a crisis can come inspiration in a weird form. Definitely, yeah, definitely. So, so you do you also do uh, as as you sort of mentioned, you're you're doing graphic things like you know logos and branding and and typography and things like that. Is that I'm going to guess that that's more of a collaborative thing in terms of you have this person or this business or this product and it's got to meet or what you create for it I'm assuming is gonna you wouldn't get free reign I'm guessing you're not they're not going to say look you just do whatever you want because we trust you how how is that process working of where you've got you know you have to work with this color palette or you have to use this font although i hope it wouldn't be quite as bad as that um you know what's 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 that process like how does it affect you creatively or are you used to it now so it's, it's not too mm, no i'm still very much at the beginning of that it's definitely more of a challenge but i like that challenge um the the, the, I, I can push I, I can push the boat out a little bit with my illustration work but fundamentally with with pen and ink drawing um, that's where I'm my most comfortable so even if it's a uh, I'm drawing in a different style if it's still drawing then I'm like oh okay I, I, I can do this whereas something like logo design is it's a different process but in, that's because I've sort of wanted it to be different and I wanted it to be a I didn't want to approach it like an illustrator doing a logo. I wanted to approach it like a person who works in branding doing a logo. And so to that end, I guess you sort of take the, you learn very quickly that you need to approach it in a very different way. Um, Yeah. It's, it's definitely a lot more constrained, but it, as with that big mural commission, it also encourages you to think differently Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. well. And, 
the, the, there, there was always a little bit of resistance at first. I remember um, the first couple of jobs, I was like, oh, you know, you want to have this. And the client's like, no, 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 I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that we, we invested money in, into marketing and we want yeah. this. And I was like, yeah, but are you sure you might want this? And then I was, and now I look back and I'm like, oh, you knew, what were you thinking? But it, it, you, you do have to approach not only the work, but also clients in a different yeah. way as well. It's yeah, it's it's it is still a lot of fun um, because you're learning to really, really strip things back then. I mean, especially if you're the the thing the thing with doing logo design and like iconography and things like that is that you are working with companies that are in the current marketplace, and so by and large, you need to focus on um, current trends. And obviously, the current and the current trend right now is just super clean, very stripped back, simplistic graphics. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's great. I, I really enjoy that now. I struggle with it a little bit at first, but it's, 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 a, it's really good to just see what, um, what you can accomplish with as little as possible. Um, and to that, end, it's, to that end, it's completely different to the way I work with illustration and stuff. But I think that, you need that sometimes you need that sort of something to mix it up a little bit, something to make you think differently. So then you can go back to your drawing desk and go, Oh, okay. Well, I was doing this this way and I should have been doing it this way or something like that. Ideally. And and it would possibly remind you why you love illustrating so much when you go back to it. Like not that you don't enjoy the typography, but then when you, finish that workspace that that part of you and you go back to you know your pen and ink drawing it's it's be a nice reminder of oh this is why i love this so much absolutely absolutely and i think that that's a great thing because it it, it stops you from becoming complacent Mm -hmm. and it's it helps you realize what it is about illustration that you like um and you just learn just a general appreciation for it yeah you're like, oh, thank goodness I have that. There's, there's this. I mean, it's, it, as as you said, it's not like I. It's not like I don't enjoy doing the branding work or the typography design work at all. The sign sign writing is another thing I've, I've recently sort of started doing, and it's that's fun in a different way. But yeah, as you said, it's it's just like coming back to like a, a nice cozy warm bed yeah. at the end of the long day, satisfying work. I know. You're just you, you get there, you sit down, you get your pen and paper out, and you're like ah. Oh, and that's not something you. It, and if you've been neck deep in illustration work, you might forget. Yes, that. and, and it would also nice to, make sure you don't take that love for granted, because you're not just doing that only. So then, when you get back to it, it's yeah, that that would be a really good thing. I think it'd be a good place to be. Oh, definitely for sure. I recommend it to anyone. If if there's if there are any artists that are up for the challenge, then it's it's so good to not, to do the opposite of what you might be tempted to do when you're younger and don't pigeonhole yourself. Like if, if you, obviously there are people, that there are illustrators out there that are so lucky to be known for a certain style and are popular because of that style that they do. But there are many other illustrators that are just sort of like figuring themselves out. And I, and I feel that that's it's it's a it's a nice thing to just add multiple strings to your bow and it might it might not be something that you even you, you do and then 
it might be so different from your regular art stuff that you might you might have a different site for it or you, you might not show it on social media or something but it's just nice to have the extra the extra thing that um you can com- compare and contrast with yeah, i guess definitely, definitely and an extra stream of income which is always good when we're you know when we're artists and- oh, <laughs> sure any any means necessary within a creative <laughs> space like <laughs> If, if 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 you're then if you're if the result is somebody comes to you and goes I don't want illustration work but can you do a um, a series of brochures or something like that you can be like yes mm-hmm. yes I can what's your budget great yep. excellent that's something I would have yeah. not had before so. yeah that's right that's a good thing so you've mentioned a number of times obviously your your first love is pen and ink can I ask what are your favourite materials to work with what's your favourite ink your favourite pen or is it all digital if that's the case what's you know what digital space do you work in we we do like to talk about materials and 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 things we can go and buy or might might already have in the cupboard we artists seem to have a stash of things that they might not necessarily use all the time (laughs) so we do yeah what do you like to work with um there is actually so i've i've got a couple of pens in front of me when i say pen and ink i wish I would be able to tell you that I use a paintbrush and a bottle of Indian ink, <laughs> like a true artist. But uh, no, I, I I cheat a bit and use brush pens. Um, I think that they are just brilliant. They're convenient. They you can you can just stow them away in 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 a in, a, in your bag somewhere. Take them out. You don't get that much ink on your fingers, and you can just then pack it all away afterwards. The the pen I use the most, which is my first love is the Pentel brush pen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I believe, predominantly used. It's, it, it, it's a, a, I think Pentel is Japanese. I yeah, I think so. Isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, it's, and it's designed for the, um, oh gosh, you know, words are leaving me now, <laughs> but the, 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 the letters of the, of like Japanese. Oh, Jap- yeah, yeah, they're kanji and yes, their alphabet. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 design. I believe it's it's designed with that in mind. But it's it just makes such they make such beautiful marks. You can get down to the very finest little hairline, and then in the same stroke, just go super bold. Use the whole brush, yeah. and it still returns to a perfect point at the end. And it's it's cartridge based, so you run out, no problem. Just pop another cartridge in, you're good to go for another few days. Yeah. Um, and I think, and it's it's just you. you when you if you allow the pen to do so and if you trust in the pen and you and in your own capabilities you can just put some the some of the line work it can produce is just so fluid and beautiful and not static and it's not it's just full of life and i just i can't i, I love working with that pen um i have several <laughs> um I've, I've been through several over the years but like that i i i weirdly i've never i've never st- I've never got a new one because I broke it. I've only ever got a new one because I lost it. Yeah. And there's the one pen I one pen I have um, in my arsenal now is two and a half years old, and I use it almost every day, and it's still a perfect point. Yeah, it's great. Um, another pen I use is uh, <laughs> it's it the, the it's, it's got two names. The company name is Kuratake. Yes, I think. Yeah, I know. Um, okay. And the oh god, this is where I completely fluff up the um, the the, the 
Fudagokochi. Uh, it's basically a it's a it's a kind of a cross between a nib pen and a brush pen. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you zoom into the tip of it, it it's it is essentially like a tiny sort of sponge brush type of pen, but it's contained. It looks like a, it, it looks. If you look at it at first glance, it looks like a fine liner, mm. but it's actually just a very fine pen, and it's it's basically it's great for the same reasons as the, as the Pentel, but on a smaller scale, and it just allows you to be more controlled with it. And so when I'm doing more detailed stuff, I've been doing a lot of portraiture lately, so the the Pentel brush will be more for like the outlines of the face and like the larger features and the hair, and the smaller brush pen will come out. Um, when it's time to do like the eyes and the nose and the teeth. And then I have an even smaller pen by Kurataki as well. Um, I don't have it to hand, unfortunately. I should have been a bit more prepared. That's okay. Um, the, and it's, it's the same thing, but even finer. And that's when you want to do eyelashes, eyebrows, um, stubble on the face, mm-hmm. and just basically this little tiny little bits and bobs that you don't, that are just a bit of extra detail and then adds another level of it and just, because it's so fine, you know you're not going to accidentally do a thick line mm-hmm. where you shouldn't be doing a thick line, and it just it gives you that confidence to to produce line work mm-hmm. on that on that scale. You know. So is that all done um, in black? Are you working predominantly with black ink? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it almost entirely, aside from a bit in uni where I tried out different coloured inks, I think maybe you know you know maybe maybe I should try different colours of ink again, but. <laughs> Um, I, I I feel that yeah at the moment it's one hundred percent black yep. and that's just born out of um, I don't want to say I'm avoiding the word laziness because it's not lazy I promise you it's not lazy um, it's just convenience I think um, and because a lot of the work I do I then I then scan into Photoshop and I change the color of the lines like infinitely from there on out like they can be yeah. any color it wants yeah so there's no need um, to really use anything else other than black yeah i think i think it's just the easiest thing for for when you're when you're scanning um you want to be able to have a, the black obviously is the darkest shade it's it's easily picked out it's easy to work with the levels and drop out drop it out so it's just white and black mm-hmm. um and if, if i was to use a different tone it would either become white or black anyway yeah. so there's no point in using black at the moment but you know I'm, I'm experimenting more and more with doing with producing um original pieces of art that stay on the paper and that is that that is how they are yeah. so perhaps perhaps even extra color will will find its way worm its way in so you never know what's you never know that's right you never know um so yeah. what about the paper what paper are you working on um hmm. Again, I, I wish I could tell you that, uh, like, oh, I use this uh, this special brand of paper and it's great for, because you've got the, the grain of the paper and I, uh, then I'll talk a bit about GSM and <laughs> how the weight of it is great and how you get, like, a, I'd love to be able to talk passionately about, so passionately about paper, but it's mostly, I've got, like, an enormous plastic box underneath my desk and it has just pads of paper, varying thicknesses, that have just I've just accumulated over the years, yep. and where a lot of the time I'm using actually come to think of it, no, I do use a uh, a, a start a, a type of pad more often than not. I've got it right here uh, for my sketchbooks. I use well, actually for, for for most for most of my general drawing, I find Dale Rowney is just uh, there's 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 something about there's something about the 
the pads that I just trust, I guess. And I think that's just a brand loyalty thing. Yep. Um, and I, I for, for their for the larger scale stuff, I use their smooth heavyweight cartridge pads. Mm-hmm. Um, they are just because they are widely available. They're often on offer in art shops, which is great. <laughs> and they, they're a nice thickness as well. They're 220 GSM. Um, here we go. I am talking about GSM, and I am talking yeah. passionately passion about paper. <laughs> um, and, it, and it just um, it does everything that I needed to. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, if, if I was to start experimenting with, uh, with watercolor or gouache or something like that, then I'd, use, I'd do my research and find the better paper for that. But um, for now, it's the data around your smooth heavyweight pad for larger stuff and the graduate sketchbook for the smaller stuff. Um, the, the, the paper is, it, they're often the best value sketchbooks. Um, they're, they're a good solid 150 GSM, I think. And the books are nice and thick and they last a long time. There's a real heft and weight to them that I find very satisfying. Yeah. And it's just, they, they're, they're going to get beaten up a lot. They, they go in and out of my bag all day, every day. Um, there's all sorts of hideous junk in my bag that just, <laughs> the, 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 thank God it has a hard, I'm sorry, I should say it's the, it's the hardcover graduate sketchbook. Mm-hmm. Um, and not the spiral bound one, because the spiral bound one, I don't know, personally for me, I find it like after a while, the, spi- the spiral part sort of comes out and suddenly you're left with like loose leaves of paper just everywhere. Yeah, I'm not, um, I don't like them myself, so. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad that I'm, I'm preaching to the converted then already. Yeah. That's brilliant. <laughs> That's the most thing. Right? I know well, some I- people love them and they think, it, you, and I'm like, no, I just, I can't. I just don't like them. Just doesn't work for me. <laughs> I, 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 can, I can see, I can see why people do like it because it's easy to just like go and just rip out yep. a page and have done with it. But then the downside is, is that at any given moment, any page you just go Correct. and fall out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can see. I can see. I'm, I'm, I'm. Maybe a few. I'm striking. I'm striking some chords here. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and it's it's just a good hard wearing solid sketchbook. It takes a whole bunch of knots. Even when the outside of the spine looks like it's falling off, mm-hmm. it's like it's stitch bound. It's just great, and it's widely made. As I said, like as with the other sketchbook, it's just widely available. You can go into any sketch, uh, any art shop, no matter how small, how local, and how tiny their stock is there will be a dana rowney graduate sketchbook there so i i'm a fan of consistency i'm a fan of just finding what i want i like it i'm using that yeah um, and then when i need to i go off and uh, uh, with, with a lot of my portrait stuff i use thicker more heavyweight um uh, watercolor paper uh and again it's because i want the confidence of knowing that the paper ain't going nowhere yeah. and yeah, it's, it's 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 everything else is kind of a needs must sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I, I have one final question, and it might be a tricky one, but maybe not. Perhaps just listening to all of that. But if there was only one type of material left in the world, there was some giant catastrophe, and you could only use only affected art materials. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Only affected. Yeah, of course. <laughs> what would that be? Oh gosh, uh, I've been asked this question. Well, a similar sort of thing before. Like, if you could just take one thing with you onto a desert island, and oh gosh, 
So I'm taking it. It's not like I will just go. Oh, I'll take. Um, I'll just have this pen or like or this or this like ink or something because then I can just draw on paper. Does this mean that like? Oh no, I don't have. If I have the ink or the pen, I then don't have the paper, right? No, I'm not going to be that nasty because that's just 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 horrible. Because on a desert island or whatever, you just have to draw on yourself or you know mm. on back. No, I wouldn't do that to you. That would that would be just too nasty. <laughs> Um, I, I, I guess it would, uh, it would be surprisingly not a pen. It'd be, it'd be my, my, a mechanical pencil. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I use, I swear by mechanical pencils and I, I feel like if I'm going to be, if there's going to be some sort of catastrophe that wipes out all the art materials, I'm going to be super stressed out. And if I'm stressed (laughs) out, I don't be working straight into pen, you know? Yes, I want to. I want to. I want to be able to sort of sketch stuff out in pencil, and then just be settled on the fact that I'm not going to ever be able to use a pen to bring the <laughs> inks to life, to ink it and bring it to life or anything like that. But out of out of doing it straight out in pencil, straight out in pen, I'll just do it straight out in pencil. Yeah, what what pencil are you using? What what mechanical pencil brand? Um, so I've got two that I use. Mm-hmm. Um, one is a Pentel 0.5 millimeter. Uh, mm-hmm. I use. I don't like using HP. Or, or the, the 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 one annoying thing about mechanical pencils is that ninety percent of them, ninety percent of the things that you see in art shops are HP, and I find HP really soft and smudgy, and the nibs wear down in no time at all. So I my favorite grade of lead is F. It's mm-hmm. not so light in the sort of H category that it's scratching the paper and leaving more of an indentation than a mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not a B, whereas like you might as well just be using like a giant graphite stick and getting it all over your hands and <laughs> all over the page. Um, <laughs> it's also not quite HB. It's like it's its own little thing right in the middle. It's just like the best of both worlds. I love that little, I love that little F. It's great. Um, and Pentel do obviously the full range of, of nibs. So I use that for the finer stuff. And then I've got a really nice, chunky um uh, chunky mechanical pencil i got from my brother for christmas a couple of years ago best present ever thank you jonathan um <laughs> it's 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 a ste- uh, stedler stedler yes yeah i'm not sure how it's yeah one way or the other stedler stedler yeah i'm it's german yeah, yeah. it's funny it's one of those brands i've never been able to pronounce properly yes. <laughs> so um, yeah i could have I could just Google. I could just look it up online and find out right well, now. But there is that, and I think it's one of those things where I grew up as a child pronouncing it one way, and then I heard someone say it differently, and then I've always been, "Oh, so who's wrong? Me, them? Are we both wrong?" Oh and I just, my god! I've no. taken time to figure it out. <laughs> I've yeah, I, I've the amount of times that not just like with like art, art materials or brand names, just any word like there, there are certain times that i've been like oh my god i've been pronouncing that word wrong for the last 25 years segway <laughs> is a is, is a new one segway for me if you're segwaying into one thing <laughs> i always pronounce it segway but then the word i didn't realize was spelled s-e-g-u-e and so is, yeah. whenever i read it i was like ah oh, i just seeg into another topic and then <laughs> I was like 29 and then my friend was like, you know that segue, right? I was like, no, why didn't you tell me before? You've known me for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got to love the English language. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so just quickly going back, it's a, it's a steadily mechanical pencil. It's chunky. It's about 
maybe two millimeters round, um, and it actually comes with its own separate, nice big thick plastic case full of oh. these LEDs. Um, I would, oh my god, it's it's just it's it, it's wonderful for doing like the larger sketches. Um, it's it's that it's just much nicer to use with um, with larger drawings and things, mm-hmm. and it's. Yeah, and, and also the LEDs last forever. I've, I, as I said, I got that present over two years ago from my brother, and it's still going now. And I've not had to replenish the stock at all. It's incredible. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, pretty amazing. Yeah, man. Yeah, pencils, yeah. all right. So. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think um, I think we've covered everything we wanted to talk about there, Chris. Is there anything I haven't mentioned that, that you want to bring up, or are you good? No, I just wanted to apologise for the. I, I, I pre-warned you before this podcast started, like I will go down a avenue and then just talk about that avenue all the way down to the end. And then, just, um, and then just go, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then just like realise that I've just been waffling the entire time. No, not at all. No need to apologise at all. That was a fantastic, a fantastic chat. I, I actually feel like we could chat for hours, but um, you need to get to bed. I need coffee, and I don't think the listeners want to listen for hours either, just quietly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, that was fantastic, Chris. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You'll find links to Chris's work in the show notes. And if you have a moment, rate and review us over on iTunes. Until next time, bye for now. You just reminded me of um, the trams in Melbourne. They do an art thing to them every, I think it's every year. They select a couple of the lines to various places and they get painted or, or I actually don't know the process. Hmm, maybe that's something I need to look at. But they, they turn them into artwork and it looks amazing. It's um, it's travelling artwork, I guess, at the end of the day and it just looks fantastic. The, 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 the whole, the, you mean the whole tram, not just like a part of the tram, like the whole thing? Yep. The whole thing. Yep. Wow. Yep. Covered. Yeah. It's um I must look look for some photos and send them to you. It's it's fantastic to see. And I forget like we go to Melbourne probably once or twice a year as a holiday or whatever, my husband and I. And I forget that that happens. And so every now and again you'll look up and you'll see this artwork on a tram and you're like, Oh, it, it every time it takes you by surprise. Like every single time. You're just amazed to see this art on this tram it just looks fantastic it's completely different and you know probably sometimes if that art was on a canvas on a wall I might not necessarily like it Mm. but on a tram there's something about seeing something so colorful and large that just but also so so fleeting as well you're seeing it go past like oh that looks interesting oh my god oh my god and you're just trying to soak in as as you can as it goes by you yeah that's exactly like a little hidden surprise a little something something that they sort of the city sort of gives you a little, a little, yeah. Little, yeah.